Thank you for joining the Girl Go Podcast. This podcast is about relationships, men, and marriages. We will explore the ups and downs of emotional pain in relationships that women go through. Girl Goat is here to help you grow to your greatness. On this podcast, we will have real conversations with real people. Join me through this season of the Girl Goat with your host, Valencia Manning. Hello, this is the Girl Goat Podcast with your host, Valencia Manning. We're in season two. Topic is love versus lust. I have some exciting guests today. This whole season is just full of exciting guests. We have the uh, relationship experts and love counselors and marriage counselors. And it's just taking us to the next level. We're learning. We're growing. And I'm just super excited about who we have today. I am so excited that they accepted my invitation so it's three of the relationship boosters. We have Miss Carol Ann, Monica, and Dr. Kia James. We're just going to dive right in here. Later on, they'll let us know their handle, their platform. You can learn about them. They are a great group of women. I listen to them. I follow them. They give so much knowledge and growth. So if you're ready to grow in your marriage or your relationship, most definitely follow them. So we're just going to jump right on into this. Like I said, this is the Girl Go podcast. And this topic this season is on love versus lust. I myself, I'm going to just give introduce myself to you guys. I was in a 17-year marriage. We dated for five years. The marriage was very toxic. Well, actually, the relationship was very toxic. I just didn't know it was toxic. So I was so used to it. I was used to the way we carried ourselves in the behavior that we had. So I just didn't realize that it was very toxic. When I started to unfold my relationship and look at a lot of things, especially going through this podcast and talking to a lot of experts, I started to actually see that I don't really know if it was really based off of love, if it was just really based off of lust. And when that fell apart, then we didn't have a foundation. When I'm talking to different women, either they're in a marriage and they find out that there's there's no lust in the marriage or they're in a relationship and it's based off lust and they're trying to get the other person to love them. I said, we need to do a series on this because I don't think we know who we are today in our relationships. With that being said, <laughs> I have a question. How can we recognize the difference between love and lust? I feel like there's quite a few parts to that. But if we were to, to break it down very simply, you can think lust is going to be that attraction, right? That sexual attraction. And we want that to continue in, you know, down in the in the relationship, but usually what's missing is interest and compatibility outside of that. Interest in each other's deeper selves outside of what happens in the bedroom or ret- returning back to the bedroom to tie us back together to then rekindle whatever feeling, but still overlooking some issues or overlooking compatibility, overlooking values, because that part is so strong and so good. So love definitely will incorporate, I want to know more about you. I want to know more besides what's between your legs. I want to know more besides what happens in the bedroom. I want to know about your dreams. I want to know about your life. I want to know how I could be included and fit in. 
right? I want to know if we're compatible. I want to know if we have the same values. I want to know if we tie our finances and family together that we're going to be on point. It's definitely more intimate and deeper. I, I think people think sex is also intimate and it's not. <laughs> it's it's right. Very- well, you know, we think that's the glue that bonds us because they always say, you know, who you sleep with, that's so intimate. We often hold that as the foundation. Yeah. Right. And, you know, who we sleep with is intimate, but I think that's a different kind of intimacy. Right. It's just like the intimacy of, yes, I'm enjoying this moment and I like, you know, maybe I want to duplicate this moment over again. But that has nothing to do with a long term situation. That's just short term, enjoyable moments that, to be honest, many times when we talk to people that have love with their sexual connection, it's deeper and it's, they say that it's better than just that sexual experience. Whereas they, they may enjoy it, it's just you don't get the full benefits. So you get access to this like one little piece of somebody, but you're not in their heart and soul and mind, which is going to change the way that they interact with you in the bedroom too. I have personally heard People say like, oh, I can do this to this person in the bedroom. But if they actually cared about that person, they wouldn't have done it. I think there's a lot to it. Or they would have had a conversation about it. They would have like it would have been more intentional and more trying to make sure that we're both good versus let me just get my rocks off today, you know, which is a very different situation. when We're just talking about like the sexual desire component of it. You agree, Monica? Yes, definitely. But I definitely agree with both what Kia and Caroline said. What comes to mind to me, well, obviously lust is a good thing, (laughs) like in a relationship. (laughs) And so it's important to have that, to always feel like you can, you know, love each other and be into each other and be physically intimate. I think it becomes a problem when that's the go-to in terms of if there's problems that come up in the relationship. You know, often I'm here of that happening where, oh, let's just have sex and we just overlook everything. You know, angry sex. (laughs) Right, yeah, (laughs) sex solves everything, right? Then what happens is when that's the go-to, then you start feeling like, okay, am I just a piece of meat? You know, is that all that I have to offer to this relationship? Do you not want to know the rest of all the parts of me, the intricate parts of me besides just the body? So it can lead to that feeling like, you're sleeping with the stranger over time. I think when you don't know that you don't have that relationship, when you don't have that communication and sex have been the foundation of solving everything in the marriage or the relationship, I don't even think you know that it should be something else. I don't think I knew that we were missing something else because like you say, if that was always the go-to to solve a problem, then you kind of felt like the problem was solved. And you never dealt with the problem, which it's going to come back up again. You just keep handling the same situations over and over, which is, I mean, it's dead. It's such a sad thing. And a lot of women are in relationships like that. And they don't realize that it's based off of lust and not love. And so they don't understand why they keep spinning the same wheel and not getting any results from the relationship. Why I'm not getting producing any love. Because love is a more deeper connection, which is another question I have. When a marriage is built on lust, I say it can't work because I experienced that. How would you advise a couple that would come to you that's their marriage? 
I mean, that's what it's built off of because lust can turn into love if two people choose to grow. We would really kind of go back to assessing like their foundation of the relationship to assess what's there beyond this sexual connection. How do you solve problems? Do you know each other well? There's certain questions that we would ask to kind of get to that component of understanding, like, do you actually know what this other person likes (laughs) and all of that? And when we find that there are missing pieces, we go back and help to rebuild that. And we will consider that more of like rebuilding the friendship that was missed. So it's like you have (laughs) benefits with no friends. So we go back and build the friendship and the connection and then also um, infuse like the romantic parts of that because, of course, you don't want to lose that part of it, too. But you want to make sure that that you're prioritizing that we know each other and we can actually do best by one another and make each other feel like we're considering one another. And I know you and I want to know more about you, which is kind of like building those pieces in to help with being able to at least get like some of the foundation. Cause you know, when you meet somebody back in the day, people used to like talk on the phone all the time. Like, Oh, like be on the phone for hours. Now I hear people saying, you know, we went on a date. It was supposed to be 30 minutes and seven hours later, that's always a good sign. So it's like we're infusing that component into the relationship when maybe the person thought that, okay, I need to come with, my sexual game and make sure that I'm able to master this person in the bedroom and that's prioritized. Now we're going back and not deprioritizing that, but we're bringing the other piece up to match that. What's it like during that time when y'all can't have sex? Can you have a conversation if there are people that are not into running red lights or whatever during that time? What are y'all doing? Are you really feeling like you can talk to this person? You connected to this person you know, what do you know about this person? And all fairness, our bodies <laughs> were made in such a way where it tricks us into bonding anyway, which is why we go to this sex thing, right? And if the sex is good and if there's like an orgasm and all of those nice, happy hormones are released, it triggers our body to bond. Oxytocin is one of those bonding hormones that is found during sex and it is found after childbirth. Our bodies are made to help us in different types of relationships to bond. So in all fairness, (laughs) we, we definitely understand why people can build something off of the sex. But you also have to look for other signs besides the sex to see if there's something that can be deeper or something that is deeper there. Welcome to the Girl Gold Podcast with your host, Valencia Manning. This season of Girl Gold is sponsored by Business Pros. Business Pros is a one-stop business solution agency providing new entrepreneurs a startup kit. If you're looking to start a new business and you need a business consultant, please contact Business Pros. If you're in need of a website, business plan, or even a logo, contact Business Pros. You can find Business Pros at www.businessprosllc.org. If we had a couple that is married and the love is there, the foundation is built off love, and they had a sexual attraction because they're together, but there's no lust. I don't want to say lust is a bad thing. I think it's bad when it's your foundation and nothing else is there. But when you're in a marriage and you have love and no lust, then how do you 
how do you advise that type of couple? Because they have what should hold them together. They're missing that good wow part, the wow. Well, that's why we definitely say you don't want to leave that part out. So it has to be brought to the awareness. And a lot of times they, they may already know that that's an area that they're weak in, you know, or that they want to work on. And so just the fact that, you know, bringing it to their awareness, educating them on if you don't work on this aspect of your relationship, mm-hmm. how that can be damaging, it can lead to a whole lot of, you know, problems. Mm-hmm. So educating them on that piece and really just hearing from them what they would like to see change in that area and encouraging that encouraging them to spend time being physically affectionate towards one another and helping them to come up with what that needs to look like for them. And there's so many different types of ways, different activities they can do, different ways to build that intimacy. So it really does depend on the relationship, what's been going on. Sometimes it could be a physical issue, yes. you know, a medical component that may have come up for either one of them. By the time a couple gets to you guys, they getting on the on this level. Somebody had to be ready or they are in an agreement at this point that they're ready to make those changes to work their marriage out at this point. I mean, once they meet, I guess, because I mean, your advice is like past the problem area. At this point, I'm, it seems like to me, you're dealing with two ready or mature people that's ready to work on those problems. We hope. Yeah. I was just about to say that. <laughs> we hope. Uh, <laughs> but, but sometimes <laughs> it is they told me to come. <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm showing up. Uh, but sometimes they're coming thinking that they're, they're coming to fix the other person and don't realize that they have some work to do too. So sometimes they're not that mature. But it's okay either way, because if they get to the point where maybe during the assessment process, they realize, hey, these are our strengths, but here's some areas that if we just grow here, this could be really bomb, right? Well, if they realize that during the assessment portion, then they stick around and they want to hear and we try to to deliver it in a way that's very kind of neutral because we're about the relationship. What do y'all want for your relationship? We're not about picking sides necessarily. But if we're talking about the love, sexless kind of marriage, usually those people have gotten into roommate type situation. There's been some distractions that put them on autopilot. Many times when some of the responsibilities and the distractions are taken away and more fun is infused into the relationship, the sex comes back because other things are no longer on their mind or they remember that playfulness that gets rekindled. Sometimes just getting out of the environment because home might come with a regular routine. You come in, get the kids prepped, you do homework, you get dinner together. We got like 10 minutes to wind down before going to bed or getting things prepped for tomorrow. It comes with a routine. But if you break up that routine, with something fun. And we have rules to date night <laughs> that we give to her. There's rules. No, you're not okay. going out there still talking about home business, still talk. No, <laughs> you are unplugged. Okay. And because we know that that's what they've been doing already. You already talk about that all day long. Y'all are good at that. You're experts mm-hmm. at the business of, of the household and the relationship. This is about going back to the playfulness during the dating stage. So we take them back to the basics of what did y'all do? Wow. Yes. That good rekindle. Yeah. I was reading and it said the main sauce and to bring in love or lust in it is bringing something new. 
new restaurant, new place. It was saying new is the key ingredient. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it's just little, one little word. So it's just like you said, taking yourself out of the environment is something new. So if a couple is not married, but they're in a lustful relationship, I have a lot of young ladies that listen to Girl Goat that's not married, that's in lustful relationships, that they are trying to take it to the next level. I don't want to be the one to advise them that it might not go to the next level because it's built on something that's not a good, solid foundation. But we just said that lust is such an overwhelming desire, but it has no real connection. It's nothing there, but you tell them. Well, I mean, what you're saying is real. Like, there's nothing there, and therefore you're going to have to build it. Like, it's not impossible, so you might be able to transition it, but it depends on who you're with and how they deem you or a deeper relationship. Because if they're not interested in it, that's not what you walked into. So that's not what they agreed to. And they might not agree to anything more than that because this is what it is. And people are going to be mad about what I'm going to say, but because you decided that this was a type of relationship and they feel like this is what it is, they don't want a woman like that to be their wife. So that you've opted yourself out. And that's in real life. And that's through conversations. I'm sorry to break the... But that's that's what it is. If they are into the space where they're like, okay, you know, this is what you want and you verbalize that because now you got to go back and have the conversation, which I think is the most difficult thing for most of the people that we work with to have is to come back and have a conversation about what they really want. And, oh, I just agreed to this because I thought that this would help us to get in this direction, but it's not helping us. But now I got to come back and be like, okay, so do you want a relationship? Because really I'm interested in a long-term relationship. So really getting to the point of having those type of conversations to even see if it's even, even worth pursuing further movement beyond this sexual encounters that we're having. I feel like they definitely have to come to terms with themselves. What do you want? And if your goal is something meaningful, committed, then you're going to have to get prepared for whatever answer this person is going to give. And then you're going to have to get prepared for the follow through. Ask the question or, you know, bringing up, bring it up. Hey, listen, you know, I, I love having sex with you. I know we're, we're really good on that part, but I, I'm really interested in you in a deeper way. I want to know if that's the way that we're going to go or how do you see me? Are you interested? Are you genuinely interested in going deeper with me? Am I a serious option for you? Have a conversation. And if they're like, well, I, I really thought we were just kicking it, you know, <laughs> or I was I'm really just having fun. No, I wasn't really looking for a relationship right now. Um, I'm still not really ready for one, but I, re- I enjoy being around you. Those types of answers, like, okay, cool. I respect your answer, but I might have to just stop at this point. And you have to be ready to do that and yeah. not be worried that you're not going to find somebody else or that you got to settle because, you know, <laughs> sometimes that is the thought process behind yeah. it. You have to be very confident in getting what you want in the relationship too. And then the next go around in the new situation, you know how to handle that situation a little bit better. And carry yourself differently. Mm-hmm. I read something also that said that you're not brokenhearted after a lustful relationship. There's no hurt. You know, men say that all the time. I don't know. It if depends. That, um, yeah, I'm just like, eh. Because sometimes the lustful relationship is linked to, and y'all, you know, interrupt and correct me or whatever, but sometimes the lustful relationship is linked to hope and expectations of what's to come. Like you're already thinking, okay, the sexual attraction is good. Oh, he looks good on paper. She looks good on paper. Something more could possibly come out of that. And then when you realize you could be disappointed 
Right. When you realize that it doesn't, it's not going the way that you thought it was going to go, that can come with some hurt and disappointment. I was going to say, you might be right if that person has turned it off. If that person walked in and they were already like, they made sure that all emotions are turned off. Maybe they have five, six other people in the frying pan over here. They're like, let me come on over here and do what I need to do. It's a different feel because the expectation is that I'm getting rid of you. I'm making sure that we're not making any additional connection. But if people are not in that space or they somehow get out of that space, then their feelings could be hurt. Many men are not going to say that out loud. I mean, on the therapist end, we have heard men have their feelings hurt. But I don't know that those men would share that with a friend network, especially if their friend network is not a network of men who are relationship minded. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors, I think, that play into how they show up. Well, I enjoyed this episode. I think that we unpacked a lot of knowledge. I think that an audience can take some gems if they want them. If we want to grow and move to the next level, we can use what we heard. We can grow from this. Before we leave, I want you all to tell us about your platform, introduce yourselves, and let them know where they can find you. And yeah, so they can know everything. (laughs) So we're the Relationship Boosters. Um, You can find us on Instagram at relationship underscore boosters. We are all licensed therapists, but we, by trade, but we do relationship coaching because we know that wellness and helping people to improve and thrive in their relationships is essential and beneficial. So if you're into wanting to make sure your relationship is tight, and that's whether you're trying to get into a relationship or if you're already in a marriage and you want to make sure the spice is right and the communication is on point, definitely follow us at relationship underscore boosters on Instagram. Well, I really appreciate you all. And this is the end of season two on the Girl Go podcast. And I thank you again for joining us with this episode of Love Versus Lust.